Well, hello, hello, everybody. So I have a few things I would like to talk about today, which is learning about your personal finance. So we're going to plan for a successful money management. All right. So I look forward to seeing you guys in about 30 seconds. Just hold tight. Welcome back, everybody. So this is going to be a fun episode today because I am trying something new. So to let you all know that I do shop at the thrift store on the weekends and I actually do go inside the book area so I can find some cool books that I could obviously educate myself on and actually try to bring in some new ideas or bring in a different way to convey financial information. So one of the cool books that I found at the thrift store, I didn't even know this was out there. It's called Personal Finance, the seventh edition. And it's by Kapoor, Delebe, and Hughes. And I did not even realize that this thing is uh, is a curriculum for schools. Who knew? Because, um, yeah, do you guys actually shop at thrift stores? Because I was actually curious about this. So, hey, Nia. So you say you shop at thrift stores regularly. I know that's right. Because it's been a doozy. Especially with the price of uh, everything going up. So why not go to the thrift store just to find some cool things? Now, you might see some sketchy stuff out there with, uh, shall I say, insects. uh, Inside certain items. So make sure you guys shake them out. Make sure it's all good because, you know, this is um, pretty interesting. But this book, as you see, is fairly brand new. Doesn't even have any like dings on it, really. Look like they just use it for school and that's it. And honestly, I only paid $3 for this thing. So, you know, these textbooks, they go usually for like $56 or something like that. But the cool thing about it is that having a book like this, um, I'm actually able to write curriculums out of it. So I did a rush job today. So I do apologize on ahead of time. But one of the cool things about it is that we actually get to take time to uh, dive into our personal finances because personal finance is personal. So Nia, you say that uh, you find a lot of professional clothes washed and sanitized before use. Yes, 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 yes. Please make sure that you wash and sanitize those items before you do anything. Because you do not want to mess up and then be like smelling like old mothballs or something like that. Not to say that they all smell like mothballs, but I don't know what they be smelling like in there. I don't know. It's like an overarching smell of old. I don't know. It just smells old in there. If you guys know what I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about. Old is old. Um, (laughs) So, oh, 
Yeah. So Donovan says house decorations. That is awesome. I what I, did I ever do house decorations? No, I did buy a full dining room set of chairs. They were like brand new with plastic. And I actually had to look it up on like um what they call it, that website where they got the uh furniture and all that stuff like that. Um I can't think of it right now. But not like Macy's or something like that, but it's one of those online stores. Wayfair. That's what it was. So I looked on Wayfair for the same exact chairs and they were going about $200 a piece. And I went to the thrift store and found the same chairs for $50 a piece. So, I mean, they, they were in great condition, like scuffs, but I mean, who's really looking at a chair that closely? And if they are, they don't need to be in your space. So we're going to leave that at. Anyway, so one of the cool things that uh, I want to dive into, so I want to let you guys know what's happening with the show. If you guys haven't followed yet, make sure you like, subscribe, and share. I will be going live on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock as you're here today, and I will be making sure that um, I do my pre-recordings on Tuesdays. So. If you guys listen to this live all the time, hey, you're getting it live. Some of the pre-recordings, please make sure you guys check those out um, and leave some comments because the people are actually really excited to see the comments at the bottom. And they do watch the YouTube, so they are tagged. I make sure I try to tag them if they have a YouTube account. So because YouTube just recently allowed people to tag so you can tag other guests and so forth, which is really awesome. So when you start seeing like at so-and-so, in the description, that means that they are actually able to see it as well. And I think I can also do that in the show notes. I don't know. We're going to try it out. The Sabidia trying out new things. Okay. Now, one of the things I like to do, I didn't start the segment yet, but I want to do the segment, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's called um, the segment. The new segment I want to start adding in is called follow the money. And I don't have like a small jingle, but I think it'll be if I did do one. I don't know. I'll probably make up something. Let's see what this one is. Yeah, we can do that. So we're going to talk about follow the money. This is a small segment I'm going to do called follow the money. Now, you guys know that uh, Tom Brady is going through a divorce. And in that divorce, you start thinking, well, why is all of a sudden now he's getting divorced? The reason why he's getting divorced is because um, you have to look at how he was invested heavily in crypto. And then once he got out of crypto, I mean, crypto was doing fine. He's something called like FTX. It was at like $50 a share. When it got to um, just last few months ago, I think, it dropped down to like $5. So losing that money actually helped uh i guess you could say exacerbate the financial struggle inside the household thus excuse me thus you notice that he's actually going back into the football arena so because he's actually going back inside the football arena it's going to be interesting that you will not see him do anything um outside in the crypto world hey jamal welcome for joining thank you for joining sir and 
because he's gone through all that fun stuff, it's going to be really entertaining to see how long he's going to last. I actually did a tweet. If you go to uh, twitter.com forward slash about that wallet, you can actually see the tweet that I put in there just to kind of do a couple snapshots directly from uh, Bloomberg Radio. I mean, not Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg.com back in, was it 2021 when they went through that? So it's going to be interesting to see how this is going to play out. All right. Now let's go on and knock this presentation out because I'll give you some of the updates, how everything is going. And I want to make sure that I give you all the details and information that I have to offer for today. Now, as I said before, the information for those of you who are just joining, I'm actually reading. um, I got some of this information from a textbook that is meant to teach people about personal finance. All right. So let me present my screen. So for those of you who are listening to audio, I'm going to do my best to make sure you have this because I do post these up every Thursday. So I thought I record this is going straight up to the thing. Do y'all like my background? It's pretty cool, right? She ate the apple. Um, let's see. Let's see. There we go. So today we actually going to talk about planning for successful money management. First off, what do you guys think of what is considered successful money management? Let me know what you guys think in the, in the comments. <laughs> hey, Neil, I know you're looking at that background. That background is pretty fire, ain't it? It's one of the old ones. I think they had it back in, uh, I want to say like 2014, 2015. All right, so let me know what you guys think about uh, planning for a successful money management. Before I even dive into it, what, what are your thoughts? And those of you who are listening uh, on audio only, it's okay. I know you're talking to yourself in a car. And you are saying that, hmm, successful money management, what would that look like for me while I'm driving on the road? What are the things that I'll be thinking about? So Nia says for her, for me, it's knowing what's going on and coming out. Yes, that is awesome, Nia. Let's give you a round of applause because I like that for you. You know, you know what you know what you're talking about. It's for you. It's for you. All right. Donovan says money management is most likely the key to either early retirement or retiring at 75. (laughs) I like that. I like that. That was hilarious. (laughs) So let's think about this. I'm going to do a deep dive because This is a way to actually start taking control of your finances and doing a deeper dive into what you have to offer. Now I need to figure out how to do next. Ha, got it. So the money management strategy, talking about the financial statements and budgeting. So today I'm going to try to go through some of these cool things here, which is, um, delete that out of there is talking about the list 
of item um to list items we're going to talk about determining the amounts owed evaluate your financial position and then also discuss the cash flow statement where did your money go so these are the the main four things we're going to talk about today and keep in mind you know personal finance is personal so it's all going to change for everybody but we also might add in some two things. So before we go any further, I do want to give a shout out to all the veteran-owned businesses that um, are coming up because we had to take a moment. Veterans Day is on November 11th this year. And I want to take a moment to identify those people who have uh, fought for our freedom. And sometimes we don't take enough time to actually honor their contributions to the lifestyles that we are able to live and to provide for them uh, going forward. So I want to make sure that we all take a moment to initiate some of them. These are some of the feedbacks that I got. Uh, but if you know any veteran-owned businesses, please comment below. So the first business is DFD or Debt-Free Dad, which is promoting financial literacy. You can find them on YouTube and TikTok at Debt Free Dad, or you can find them on IG at Official Debt Free Dad. Name is Marcus Weeks. He is an Army veteran. Go Army. Now, the next one is CSS, which is an IT company. Serenity, which is an assisted living. And Beachbound Condos, which is an Airbnb by Donovan Jones. Phone number 443-783-0347. Now, I actually had Donovan Jones on this season. I mean, uh, not this season, but on this podcast talking about beachbound condos. So if you guys want to dig a little bit deeper, deeper into what he's all about and what is beachbound condos, go ahead on and make sure you search beachbound condos and about that wallet. In this episode will show up. The last one that I have is Invictus Technology Solutions, which is an IT company. You can find them on the web, invictusus.com. So it's I-N-V-I-C-T-U-S-U-S.com. And their phone number is 541-673-48. Seven zero. All right, so we do have some veterans here inside the uh, the chat. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And again, thank you all for your services because we would not be here without you. All right. So get back to the regular scheduled program. So one of the things that I want you to think about um, is list the items of value when it comes to your money management. These are the things that add value. So you got to look at your cash assets. You look at your house, like talk about your computer. You're looking at like your notebook or things of value. What are your computers? Um, anything of value inside your home. 
So if you have any of those, give me some uh, ideas. What do you guys think? Some items of value. Can be like one or two things. It's really interesting. Uh, then the next thing I want you to think about is determining the amounts owed, meaning what credit cards debt, what are your house debt? You have any car payments? These are the other things that you need to think about. So when we start building out our portfolio, what would it look like? We need to start focusing on our money management skills. We need to understand where are we at? So this is the first two things you need to know. You need to know what your assets are and what are your liabilities. In short, this, these are the two main things we're talking about. Now we're going to do a deeper dive into this. So, you know, when you have your, your, at your amounts owed, which we talked about, which is your current liabilities or your long-term liabilities. Um, these are things like, you know, things that just take money out of your, your pockets. It could be your children. Sometimes you gotta think about that. You know, we, it could be your siblings. It could be your parents. I mean, for especially for the people who are Gen Zers, you got to think, well, Gen X, really. The Gen Xers have to take care of their, uh, their parents, and sometimes they take their care of their children at the same time. It's crazy. Hey, Mom, so you say jewelry? Yep, jewelry is definitely an item of value. Um, now, could it be a liability? I don't know. You got to buy that insurance sometimes. And that insurance you got to pay for annually. So these are kind of the things you got to look at, too, because sometimes your assets can become liabilities. OK, it's always it's always your children. Yes, your children can be your liabilities, sometimes your long term liabilities. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Mom, you're all right. Nia says your inability to say no. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, Nia, you got to talk a little bit more about that inability to say no, because that could actually be a liability in some ways that you don't think about it because your liability could be something that you utilize on a day to day basis. But also the words you use and allow people to come inside your space and telling you what to do and telling you how to use your own finances and how to use your own budget. And because they're not understanding that personal finance is personal. So, no, I mean, you said liability are vehicles. Now, one of the things I, I want you guys to think about too is that have you ever thought about it that all the things that you like are liabilities? Let's take a moment about that. The cars we drive, they consider liabilities. People like to live in fancy homes. Those are liabilities. People like to have kids. Those are liabilities. Like to get an education. 
that's a liability. I'm still paying those student loans. Um, <laughs> Mia said, yes, it is. It is a liability. Practice self-care over your wallet. Ooh. Mia with the snap. If I had some snaps, man, this is great. Mia, you're on it. So, yes. Understanding your self-worth. Take a moment and think about your self-worth. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. Know your self-worth. Are you cleaning yourself? Are you taking care of what you have? Do you really need new a new TV every time there's Black Friday? Do you need a new cell phone every time there's a a new deal every time it comes out? Do you need a new car just because you hit 20,000 miles? These are the things you need to think about. So Donovan says here he buys liabilities using his assets. That is one way to do it, but not everybody isn't there. And that's usually the way that they try to say, or I think it's mainly a mind trap, but these are things that you want to think about too. Yes, use your li- use your assets to buy your liabilities. That is the way to go. But you also have to think about the risk as well. So we got to think about that. Now I have here two equations. One of them says assets minus liabilities equals net worth. I'm going to say that again for those of you who are listening to the audio. Assets minus liabilities equals net worth. Now that's just saying things that bring in money minus the things that take out money equals your net worth. Now you could have a negative net worth. You could have a positive net worth. It's up to you to know where you're at. Now you have your assets, which equals liabilities plus the net worth is just using the transitive properties to get to the next level. Actually, you know what? I'm using the wrong mathematical property. I apologize. I think this is the equal property of mathematics. So your assets equals liabilities plus your net worth. That's it. It's just reversing it. So you're not missing anything. Now, the question is, where did your money go? So now that you know where you're at and you're trying to figure out, well, where the heck my money go? I want you guys to let me know in the comments, where do you spend most of your money at? I said, I really need Starbucks. (laughs) That's great. Oh, man, what we got? What else we got? Uh, Donovan. Good to think outside the box. Yes. So thinking outside the box is a good thing to to do is because, uh, you know, you can turn a liability into an asset. You can turn your car into an asset. Um, You can advertise it. You can put it up on Toro. You can or not Toro. Toro is a platform that allows you to rent out your personal vehicle. So you can turn it to an asset. You can uh, charge people like myself. If I want to put an ad on somebody's car, I'll pay that person to put my logo on that car. That's one way to do it. Neil, you say you spend most of your money on travel. That is amazing. Hopefully you got the chance to 
really enjoy the travel and not just go and be like, nah, this sucks. I don't want to go anymore. So, and travel with some good friends, you know, have some good drinks. So, let's get moving. Um, now that we're trying to figure out where our money went, I'm going to leave this question. Well, I got a few questions here. So, the first one is, how does a person's life situation affect goal setting and amounts allocated for various budget categories? I'm going to say, read that again. How does a person's life situation affect goal setting and the amounts allocated for various budget categories? Nice. Nia, though, you travel with friends or solo. That is awesome. Solo trips are the best ones. I had so much fun traveling solo. Um, you know, I went to... I went to Alaska with one of my friends. I went to Trinidad and Tobago by myself. I always went to the movies by myself. Um, yeah, you know, just going solo is so great. Um, so, yeah, when you're talking about your your life situation and you think about your goals and everything like that that you put together, how are you navigating that because for me i can tell you this a lot of the clients that i've helped when they talking about oh i want to save money or i want to pay this car off or i don't have any money i have to sell my car i tell them well let's take a moment and let's set some goals and what will it take for you to get this taken care of within the next three months. What will it take for you to pay this off? So if this is a Black Friday is around the corner and you say like, hey, it takes, uh, this is a, I don't know, a $2,000 TV. And you go buy this on your credit card and, and let's just say they gave you a six month zero interest for this TV. So at $2,000, then you walk it backward. Okay, if you want to pay this off in five months, you take $2,000 minus, mean divided by five. So you take 2,000 divided by five, that'll get us 400. So you'll need $400 per month to pay off that $2,000 TV. Now this is something you need to think about. So like, think what the end goal and think about the what do you need to do today to reach that that goal? These are the things that you need to start thinking about when you are planning long term and how your amounts allocated in your budget to achieve those goals. If you want to achieve a two thousand dollar TV, you need in five months, you know you need to put four hundred dollars a month away to uh, get that TV outright. So You know, Donovan is saying, you know, this is one of the reasons why he grinds um, until he's like 30 to 35. These are his suggestions. Um, and then he also said, then one should have it figured out for kids and wife and living lease. See, these are the things you need to think about. Do you want to live lease? Do you want a child? Do you want to have that beautiful marriage? 
do you want to have that big wedding? Are weddings even that important to you? That's something you need to think about. What is something that you're excited about for yourself? Now, you know what? It's been a while. It's at 8.30, 30 minutes in. It's time for drinks. If y'all ready for drinks, please put drinks in the show notes because I'm ready. I think I, I, I am ready. I even went to the store yesterday because I didn't win a lottery. Y'all didn't win the lottery. Man, if y'all won the lottery, y'all in the comments, please let me know. Uh, donate. Uh, use my cash app, dollar sign, at a, uh, which is about that wallet. I, I take donations. Are y'all ready for drinks? Nobody ready for drinks? All right, well, let's see. Let's see. We going to get some drinks in here. I think y'all ready for drinks. Yeah, all right, mom's ready for drinks. There we go. I know somebody's ready. That's right, I did change my music up, so it's going to be fun. All right, so what I got today, I'm actually cheating because I didn't feel like doing anything. So I'm doing Smirnoff. I'm doing a light, uh, I guess you could call this a heavy mimosa because, you know, Smirnoff just add vodka to anything. I guess they call these screwdrivers, I guess. I don't know. So what y'all drinking out there today? What y'all think about this music anyway? Oh, yeah, normally use the best, which is simply orange. This one is with pineapple. So I guess you could just add vodka to anything. Hey, all right, all right, all right. So we got our drinks made. Hopefully you guys are having a wonderful time out there. Because we're almost done. We got... Four slides to go, and that'll be it. Could y'all imagine, like, I'm in a school, and, like, this is my setup, and I do have drinks mid-thing. Mid this would be amazing. So. Oh, yeah. This drink's pretty good. So, they say here, what actions might you take when evaluating your budget program? Red hard apple. Nice. Large glass of water. All right, Dojo. It's pretty nice. <clears throat> All right. So what actions might you take when evaluating your budget? I think this was just an open question. So out of everything that we just talked about, what are the actions that you would take to evaluate your budget program? One of the things that I would suggest is to one, think about your goals. Why are you setting up this program in the first place? Do you plan to retire? 
what are the things that you're looking for in the future? Um, hey, Nia says, decide what stays and what goes. That is an awesome way to look at it because, you know, I'm not going to speak for you, Nia, but if you could explain on how do you decide on what stays and what goes. Um, but one of the things that, uh, you know what? I'm going to invite you guys up here if you because it's not that many of you guys watching. So what I can do. If you guys are free. You can join me. Because obviously there's a huge delay. Um, just click the link if you're on the computer. I think you can join even if you're on your cell phone. I can get up to six people. So. Yeah. Um, now, one of the things that when you talk about taking your actions to evaluating your budget program, make sure that you are just remember understanding what your why is. Why are you doing what you're doing? What are the, um, what are the things that are keeping you behind? What are the things that are moving you forward? You need to start thinking about those actions. I mean, thinking about those things and then the way how you take actions is determined on how to get things going. Hey, Nia. Hey. <laughs> How's everything? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. So if you could just share a little bit about yourself. Well, hold on. Let me turn my light on. All right. There we go. Oh, yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah, I was. It wasn't plugged in. I was just, you know, on here chatting. Right, we got a third person in here. But you go down and introduce yourself. I'm gonna mute this guy. Keep this guy muted. So I'm Nia Adams. I'm a personal finance educator. Um, what I do, my company name is Perspectives, a personal finance education brand. We take women from struggling and stressed to empowered about money, so they can achieve financial stability. Awesome. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Where, where's, uh, what's the name with the Rakim. <laughs> we'll give you the air horn. Yeah, Rakim. Oh, yeah, we'll give you the air horn for that one. You did it awesome. <laughs> hey. Awesome. Uh, we got Dojo in the house. How you doing, sir? I'm going to unmute you right quick. Um, Can't unmute because you chose to meet themselves. All right. Well, you chose to meet yourself. There you go. Well, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Oh, my goodness. How are you guys doing? Doing good, sir. Doing good. Doing good. How about you? I'm doing well. I, uh, doing great. Yeah, everything is going well. Just enjoying the enjoying the show today. Awesome, awesome. You want to talk about, uh, you know, what you're all about right quick? Yes, yeah, sure thing, man. So I appreciate you bringing me up. Um, so uh, as you said earlier, I do own an IT company. Well, we've been in business for about three and a half years now. We've got a couple of uh, contracts in the D.C. region, Baltimore region, and um, also have owned uh, seven condos in Ocean City, Merlin. And that, that went well for Airbnb. And uh, just recently started the construction for our uh, first uh, assisted living facility. So that's been great, too. Just uh, continuing to push towards the, the, the early retirement, you know. Yep, yep. And mom, I'm gonna meet your mic. 
But, well, you got to unmute yourself. Oh. You got to unmute your mic. And one thing at a time, just minor details. Right. <laughs> Good to see you, Mom. Hey. Yeah, nice show. I'm glad that everyone can make it. Yeah. Great guest, Tony. I mean, Anthony. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you're mom, so. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. Well, I'm Anthony's mom. Hi, everyone. Hi. Yeah, learn a lot about his show. Very proud of him. Oh, thanks, mom. You're welcome. Um. So, so oh, you, do you have headphones, mom? Headphones? I'm yeah. supposed to use them. Well, cause I got we get a. I'm on my cell phone. Yeah, do you have headphones though, with like a uh, mic on it? No, I can use my mic on my phone. Okay. I don't get... want to stop your show. I I can mute myself. I know how to do it. All right. Okay. <laughs> Hi everyone. All right. Um, sorry about that. So, you know, we were talking about uh, what actions might you take when evaluating your budget program. Um, and Nia, you were really going in, so I want you to go down and finish your thought on that one. Um, so usually what I normally say is whatever action you take is based on your financial goals. So you want to look at what you have. You listed your values, determine the amount you owe, as you said. So you want to see, do you have money left over? Do you not have any money left over? So once you decide that, going from there and identifying what your goals are, you want to make some decisions. You know, I call them the it's time to make some serious executive decisions of what gets to stay and what gets to go to get you closer to your goals. Okay. So keeping your eye on the prize. There you go. And mom, you got uh, an answer for this one? Well, yes, actually one time I actually did that. I needed to buy a new refrigerator. So what I did was I shopped around End up getting a two hundred, a two thousand dollar refrigerator on sale for like close to a thousand dollars. It was so low, the guy asked me, um, "Was it a floor model?" I told him, "No, this is what he um, gave me." So what I did, I did exactly what um, what Tony said. I actually found out how much it was, divided by six, picked up a part time job, and paid the refrigerator off in six months. So nice. yeah, it works. Nice. Yeah. So, um, so going through that and like evaluating the thing, uh, Donovan, you have an, uh, an example or are you good? Um, I, I don't really have an example per se. I think it was already sort of stated that goals have to be first in my opinion. And maybe that'll change as I grow uh, and learn more business, you know, practices. But as far as right now, I think goals are like the top of the piece that needs to be evaluated before you do anything because you, I mean, you have to know where the finish line is at. Yep. Now, one of the discussions, uh, Nia and I were in a chat with just Monday talking about the struggles and, <laughs> and because this is one of the things that a lot of people struggle with their budgeting and it's not just the budgeting, but understanding there are no limitations. And one of the things inside our community 
is that, you know, we get told no so many times that we wind up just stretching ourselves just because, you know, this one time, hey, we've been told no when we were kids. We've been told no when we come preteens. And then when we become adults, it was like, you know what? I'm going on and buy myself a Big Mac and fries. You know what I'm saying? This, I deserve it. Um, but are those our fitness goals? Like, are we taking away from our fitness goals, our financial goals? Are we taking away from any of those things? So I guess my question would be is, what is the struggle that we have um, in our community to kind of maintain our budgets? Anybody can go first. Okay, I will say I love coach purses. I love them. And what I'll do is I will wait until that's my weakness. I see a new bag. I'm like, I got to have it. I got to have that bag. But I've learned to basically wait until it hits the outlet sometimes, you know. But sometimes I feel that I work hard. I deserve show for it, you know, a little bit. But then I look at my goals and, you know, like my budget and how much, how much it costs. So sometimes I'll save it or just, you know, keep watching it. But yeah, that's what, that's my weakness in my coach bags. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay, I'll go. I think that some people struggle with finances as a whole. Like it's not just their budget. They're not good with numbers or they don't understand it. So a lot of times they block it out or they're avoided or they just don't even start the process. Um, for, or it's like, it's like some people don't like to go to the doctor because they have a fear of what the doctor is gonna tell them. I feel like a lot of people do budgets the same way. They have a fear of that budget's gonna tell them that they've been living above their means, they've been spending money that they shouldn't have been spending. Um, as a personal finance educator, I say all the time, I'm here to stick up for budgets around the world. The budget is just the messenger. Like it is not their fault. <laughs> they did nothing wrong. <laughs> they just trying to tell you what you need to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's it. And so I feel like a lot of people, they, they have anxiety around their finances and around their money. So they tend to just avoid it and just keep pushing it to the back burner till it becomes an issue. Right. So um, I guess it's my turn. So I guess there's nothing wrong with, um, I guess what I'm going to say is um, it's very important to sort of feed the ego a little bit from time to time. So if you're developing a website and you, you know, you, and you're trying to budget on how much you want to spend on that, you know, once it's up, go ahead and like show it off and, you know, have a good time with that. And the, the same token can be said for if you're, you know, developing, like I, like I'm doing the uh, sense of living. You know, once you finish the whole uh, just starting the LLC, just doing that, just celebrating in some sort of small way. And as your goals start to become bigger and more uh, aggressive, then have bigger celebrations. That way it keeps you intrigued. And the larger your celebrations are, the larger you you can see yourself getting towards retirement. And um, there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, holding back on certain things. You know, that way you can actually fulfill the larger goals, in my opinion. That's something interesting because my celebration's always been the same. <laughs> it's like if I leave five pounds, I'm gonna still go get some get myself a personal pan pizza. Like that's <laughs> Well, that's the thing too. I I always say, you know, if you 
you have to put some truth in there too. Like, okay, you know, you have to actually break the cycle and like break whatever you're trying to go after. Like if you, if you're trying to go after and you want to build something, you need to figure out how many ways it can fail and figure that out first and try to break what you're trying to build. If you can break it at your level, then it's not strong enough yet. Mm. I like it. Interesting. Anybody else got anything to say on that one? Um, I agree. I actually, that's one of the things I tell my, I, um, I'm, life is short, get the Uber Eats. Um, so like when I'm, and I, I'll explain what I'm saying. I yeah. tell my clients that because like I had one client who she loved, like that was her pastime. She came home every day, sit on the couch and decide what she's getting on Uber Eats. But it was killing her financially as far as her goals. So I would tell her maybe, okay, give yourself once a week, you know, like he said, you got to feed, you got to feed the need sometimes and going from zero to a hundred is not realistic. So you do have to be realistic, but you got to still like start to flick that switch, start to make that change and, you know, make that mindset shift. Nice. Mommy, got anything? Um, I totally agree. I mean, you work, you work hard. I mean, that's something focused. I mean, like I said, when I picked up a part-time job working on Amazon, I mean, working to a second job and basically I really had to stay focused, but sometimes I would just, you know, treat myself, just go get my nails done or but still stay focused on, okay, I need to make this payment for this, you know, refrigerator. But yeah, I, I do agree because if you don't, then I think you will just, you know, you lose sight, I feel. And you can basically give up. You're like, okay, well, let me start again next week. You know, next time I'll do this. There's always, you know, people always say, let me do this next time, next time. But if you, you know, stay focused, just treat yourself a little bit. You'll be okay. Nice. All right. So we since we're talking about treating ourselves, I'm going on to the next slide. Y'all are great, by the way. Um, so talking about... Um, how to protect yourself from like a identity fraud. And I just pulled out three things that this book had in here, which was use passwords other than your maiden names. Please do not use one, two, three, four, um, which is the most common passwords thing. Let me see if I can zoom in for you. There you go. Is that better? Let me see if I could, uh, let's see if I can span this out. There we go. Is that better? All right. So, uh, they have here, which is use passwords other than your maiden names. And also on there, the top password for some odd reason is still one, two, three, four, five. And I think it's up to whatever. So I think it's up six, seven, eight, nine at this point. Um, check your credit report. So you can sign up for your cre for, Yeah. You get an annual free credit report at, uh, what is it called? Freecreditreport.com. Um, and I think you can actually pull from one of each of the three, which is TransUnion, Equifax, and um, Experian. So you can actually pull those. Now, a tip and life hack that I found out, for those of you who don't know, you can pull it once a year, right? So the first one you can do, you can start off in January, pull your Experian account. Then in April, or what was it April, May, June? Or then like in May, pull your experience, uh, you know, your Equifax account. 
And then later in a year, so pull it like once every four months. And then you can pull your TransUnion account. So that means you can actually pull your full credit report from each bureau throughout the year. And you can actually uh, ladder that. So that's a little life hack that I found out to be helpful. Um, Nia, have you came across any of those cool things? Honestly, right now, I have my credit broken. I'll do too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we can talk about that. Um, and then, because what goes to the very last one, which part of the freezing process, which is remove your name from mailing lists uh, operated by credit agencies and companies offering credit promotions. So, I talked about the top three as far as um, Ania talked about the frozen option to freeze your credit. Um, well, Nia, can you talk a little bit more about that? So essentially, I have my credit frozen with all three bureaus. And if I want to apply for any credit, I have to call the bureaus and have them unfreeze it. And they'll normally unfreeze it for like a week or like five days or, you know, you give them a time period and then it'll freeze again. So the goal is for nobody to be able to apply for your credit, I mean, to apply for credit in your name during that time period, like while it's frozen. Got you. Cause I use, um, so I do all three for that purpose. And the cool thing about it is that Experian yeah, I love Experian. They make it so easy. It's just a one-click thing to say, hey, freeze my credit. All right, cool. You're done. All right, freeze it back. Like, it's just a one-click thing. They used to charge $5, and I paid $5 every time because they used to charge $5 to freeze it, $5 to unfreeze it. And I used to pay that quite a bit, but that was the extra leverage for me not to unfreeze it was because I had to pay. Um, so, Donovan, you've been around the block for a minute. What's your thoughts on freezing your credit? Uh, well, I, I, I'd say that uh, credit is literally like probably like the third, well, it's in the top three of most important things when you're developing yourself to be able to buy things that you effectively can't afford. <laughs> so it's important to, to uh, make sure that your credit is in, is in tip-top shape one. And then after you get there, you want to make sure that it's actually secure. And um, I've had some hiccups in my life, and I, it seems like I've learned the hard way. So I believe that freezing your credit is very important. It could be, you know, a nuisance sometimes when you have to apply for other things, um, such as like when I had to apply for um, construction loans. But nevertheless, I don't know any other techniques other than hiring somebody to, to, to do it for me. Um, or and then learning how to do it myself through people like yourself, but it it, it is useful and it, and it is necessary as well. That's all I can say about it. All right, mom, have you experienced freezing your credit? Yes, Tony, I froze my credit. <laughs> yeah, I think I was all your fault. Okay, yeah. Well, well, yeah, I don't know, Tony, but mom, freeze your credit, freeze your credit. I was like, no, I freeze my credit. Mom, freeze your credit, freeze your credit. Anyway, so I listened to Tony and I freeze my credit. <laughs> My credit is frozen. Good. <laughs> but no joke, but it's good. I'm telling you, I, um, yeah, I froze my credit. It was funny because I was in Macy's one day and you know, you just, I guess I overheard a woman because in Macy's, they always ask you, hey, do you have a credit card? And you were like, no. So they asked this woman, hey, you have a credit card? And the woman says, no, my accounts are frozen. I'm not going to unfreeze them. 
So yes, um, yeah, my account is frozen with all three. See, I learned well. I like any round of applause. I get applause. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> You're welcome. Bro. Um, so one of the things that we always talk about the top level, the top three, but there's also sub levels to that as well. Um, so for those of you who want to block your credit even further, there's one called Say Stream and Lexus Nexus. I'm trying to look back and forth because I believe I froze mine on both of those, the secondary ones. And I didn't go any further because it was just too much work. I didn't feel like digging that far. Um, but the other two, like Save Stream and um, Lexus Nexus, that was those were pretty cool. And they will freeze your credit for five years. There is like no unfreezing them. They just kind of freeze it. That's it. But you can still unfreeze your TransUnion and Experian and Equifax, and it won't impact it too much. It's just that it's going to be a little bit harder for them to report. I think there are about 10 additional companies that feed uh, Experian, Equifax, and uh, TransUnion. If you look into try to freeze all of those, it's, we'll take some digging, and I'm going to have to give you that list, get everybody that list. Um, just give me a moment. I have to dig it up. <laughs> Not right now, though, uh, but because short on time. But I just want to let you guys know. All right. Look like we got an extra person in here. Hey, we got Mac. Hey, Mac. Hey, everybody. I was, uh, I've been in listening. I was just on another link. So I guess I was just here. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, retired Air Force. Um, government contractor now. I've been retired about 10, going on 12 years. Uh, just trying to get my foot into doing a little bit of real estate and a couple uh, property investments, multi, multi um, um, families, yep. no, no single families. And um, also trying to do another little business venture with some... Uh, media streaming devices and stuff like that. So that's pretty much what I got going on. Well, first off, I want to say thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. And, um, you know, since I've been highlighting uh, some veteran businesses today, so um, we actually have the funny thing you talk about uh, getting into know about properties. Nia, I'll let you go on and run that one. So Nia, go on and shout out your book, please. <clears throat> So I have a book that just launched in October called Life is Short by the House. Um, it's basically the ultimate guide to prepare for home ownership. A lot of people go into home ownership not really knowing the process or they only work to repair their credit. The book talks about how to prepare your finances as a whole to make sure you can buy a home you both love and can afford. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Say, say less. Uh, put the title in the, in the, the chat and I'm going to support and learn. All right. So uh, can you say it one more time, Nia? Because I have the digital copy. Um, yes. Life is short by the house. The ultimate guide to prepare for home ownership. I'll put it, I think I can put it in the chat. Okay. By the house. Um, I could probably copy and paste it. Uh, just put it in the private side and I'll copy and paste it over. Life is short by the house. 
I'll just say bye now. Sorry, let me stop. Uh, let's see. Is that enough? We can add some more. I get your whole name in there though. Um, so, well, Mac, one of the things that we're talking about, um, and thank you again for actually watching the show and following on through. Um, so we're talking about freezing credit and everything like that as we move forward with our lives and understanding these financial management, uh, financial management. Oh, that's not actually the end of all my stuff that I had. Okay. So, I mean, that was really it far as financial management, but you know, that's what I had prepared, but I'm always open for a full conversation because um, one of the cool things about um, financial literacy and actually financial management, which is the most important thing, is that we all fall victim to our self emotions and stuff as well. Um, and one of the cool things that I have to say, I do appreciate everybody that's on here um, for providing their expertise in their own lifestyle because personal finance is personal. And who's to say that you're not a professional in understanding your own finances? Um, so, you know, since Mac, you joined in and, and you're a newcomer here, I want to make sure that, you know, we get you like, what are your questions? You hopped on. I, I wanted to hear what you had to say. Um, it, so uh, I guess one of the questions I had was I heard you guys talking about uh, freezing the credit. So when you decide that you're going to make a move and, and you need to unfreeze your credit, do you need to call all three of the uh, credit institutes and or just one of them? I say talk to whoever the creditor is because usually creditors, they might have a specific uh, credit company that they prefer or that they normally will check. So you can ask them which company you could just let them know my credit is frozen. Can you let me know which credit company, you know, you plan to use and you can only have to call that specific company and don't have to deal with all of them. And so when you do freeze it, you do need to call uh, all three of them. You, you can't, you just call one and they're, they're passing on. So no, you talk to like, so say for example, I'm going to go buy a house. So I might talk to the lender and ask them, okay, what credit bureau do you work with? So everybody doesn't report to all three credit bureaus. Some, you know, companies or creditors, they have their specific bureau that they may report to. So you'll simply tell the broker, the mortgage broker lender, I have my credit frozen. So they're used to dealing with it. You know, they'll be able to tell you which credit bureau they work with. So you'll only have to contact that one bureau because they're not going to contact all three in most cases to get your report. OK, and then one more question. I don't know if you said this earlier, if I, if I missed it. When you do freeze that credit, is it just froze for a certain amount of time or is it frozen to you unfreeze it? Is it like just a year? I can, if you want, I, I got you. Um, so when it comes to freezing your credit, um, the cool thing is, is that you can set the time limit or you have the option to just let it keep going. Like for me, 
I have it set indefinitely until I decide. And the cool thing about all of this is that they made it so easy that you can actually go to their website. So you don't even have to call them. You just go to the website, put your information in. Um, and I highly recommend it because it's free. It's free now. It used to be $5, like I said, <laughs> but it's free now. So you just go to the website, create your account, um, and then they're going to keep try to upsell you, but always tell them no. Um, and then each of the websites, I think the only one that puts you at a different portal to freeze your credit, is, I think it's TransUnion. Because Equifax, you can do it within the portal. Um, TransUnion, yeah, I'm not going to show my, my website right now. Let me see if I can sign in because I can show you, at least for Experian, I love that, love that page. It's great. Um, but the cool thing with them is that everything is directly on their portal. You don't even have to sign into anything additional. Nice. Okay. Well, thank you both. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I mean, we're here to answer questions. Mommy, I ain't questions because I know you like questions. Nah, not at the moment. Only thing I have a question about is when you said the second level of freezing your credit. Yeah. I mean, I guess if, well, yeah, you can let me know about that one. The two other ones you said, the second level of freezing. Yeah, that would be good. Oh, uh, yeah, well, do some research, you know, get back. Oh, no, I could tell you the ones that I use. Okay. Um, the ones that I use is... Um, you got to mute. Yeah, mommy, you got to mute. There you go. Um, so the two credit... Union, uh, the credit companies that I go to or uh, things that I use is Dream, is Sage Dream, S A G E Stream. And I'm going to pull up their website right now so I can share so everybody can see this. Um, cool background, right? Uh, let me go back. So, Sage Stream LLC, like these are all private companies. These are not even. Um, so this is actually owned by LexisNexis. And you talk about the security freeze. So I signed up for the security freeze. They send you a mailer. You go through the portal, put in your information, and then you just say, hey, I request a freeze for yourself. And the cool thing about it, they'll just send you a freeze, and that's it. And you get a mailer that says, hey, you know, you put us down for freeze, and then that's it. So even though it's LexisNexis, and Sage Stream, they look like they bought each other out. This is interesting. Can I add a tidbit? Yeah, yeah. So Lexus Nexus, think of them like the the information shopping mall. They collect every single piece of information on you they can. You apply for anything when you were 15, Lexus Nexus got it. Like any court records, the court doesn't report directly to the bureau. LexisNexis is reporting that information to the bureau. And you can dispute information from LexisNexis and request your report from LexisNexis the same way you can from the credit bureaus. Right. And so how we were saying, like protecting your identity, you can opt in and opt out here as well. Um, so it looked like. Because before, in the past, when I did mine, I think I did mine about at least five years ago um, at this time. So I think it's time for me to renew it. But it looked like uh, LexisNexis bought out SageStream. That's interesting. So when you talk about these acquisitions, and like I said, these are private companies, 
these are not even federally regulated companies. They just like, hey, <laughs> we can collect information for you for a couple of dollars. And then the government be like, okay, thanks. And then we'll pay you to collect this information on the citizen as soon as you're born. It's great. Um, so this is one of them. It looked like it's a one-stop shop now. Um, so you can even do disputes. You can block for identity theft. Um, so I highly recommend for the second tier to just do this one-stop shop um, because that's what I did. And like I said, I send you a mailer to confirm everything is in writing. Does that help, Mom? Yes, that helps. Thank you. Welcome. All right. Uh, anything else while we while we up here? Well, I was gonna just say one thing, and um, I think a lot of folks that how do you say? I think the biggest thing for any sort of like goals, right, in financial literacy and understanding of anything is that. Um, people are quick to say that they don't know where to get information or know how to obtain it, or they think that their credit score is so bad that they can't pursue things, right? Or they don't know where to get the funding from. There are so many ways now. It's 2023 is is knocking on the door. There are so, so many ways to uh, get money with actually not even touching your credit at all. And um, I just realized this the last two years ago. So effectively, I would say that um, platforms like yours, you know, Anthony, are very powerful because, you know, individuals can come on here and get this amazing information and then go out there and succeed and get loans for 25000 you know, or so at a decent rate to buy their first condo like I did. And then you utilize the money that you get from Airbnb over four or five months to have down payment money for your next condo. And then the the snowball just continues to roll, and then but but yeah, you're like your 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 platforms are great for individuals that are just starting out, and heck, I applaud you, good sir. Well, thank you, sir. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, put the deep voice on. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was great. Um, Mac, you have any other questions? I mean, we're here for you. So like, this is my platform is here to support, uh, anything that you guys have to offer. Uh, no other questions at this time. I'm, I'm glad you guys are all there for me. I may have to call at one, two o'clock in the morning. So, uh, I'm going to need phone numbers from everyone. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Nia, uh, look like we're going to have to wrap this up. So is there any one last thing that you want to um, plug in before we head out? Not at all. Thank you for having me. Awesome. All right, everybody. Uh, for those of you who are listening on the audio side of the house, please make sure if you got any value out of this particular episode, please make sure you like subscribe and definitely share because we want to make sure that we spread this information. This information uh, it's it's free and you cannot be free at this point. And I've been, re like I said, I'm purchasing books. I've been listening, to, reading Nia's book, uh, listening to all the content creators that I've met during FinCon and Nia, Nia could know like this network from FinCon is through the roof. Like I'm even going to a conference uh, tomorrow just because one of the people in from FinCon are actually speaking 
to talk about uh, Black women in finance and Latino women in finance. And I actually have, I have one of the speaker books here. So it's Tiffany Aliche's book. Uh, so it's called Get Good With Money. So she's actually doing a talk uh, tomorrow for the Black women. Hey, you got the book. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, so we actually, uh, this book is amazing, by the way. If you guys don't have this book, I highly recommend it um, to, for those of you who are looking into getting better with your finances. And she talks about the credit freeze. She talks about the importance of having that and the importance of the mindset of where you want to go. I personally, this platform is focused on your habits and what you're doing to actually better yourself in the day-to-day habits to kind of get through those fears of finances. A lot of people say that they don't like math, but here we talking about math at this age, you know, it's not the fact that you don't like math. It's just that you didn't build a habit around math to get comfortable with it. So um, please make sure that you guys go out there, check out Nia. Always been a support. Thank you so much. Um, And all of you who have been listening for all this long time since I've started, I thank you again. Y'all be safe. I'm out. Peace. And let me get my outro music. Hold on. (laughs) 